Right, hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of our first series of our of Smart Freight podcasts. I'm your host, Tash Jones, and I'm the European Channel Manager here at Smart Freight. Our podcast series is going to be exploring everything from logistics, e-commerce, warehousing, returns, and even looking at how regulation changes may affect our industry. We're going to have an expert guest speaker on every episode, and we hope there'll be something for everyone. Our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else that you download or stream your podcasts. So today's episode is focusing on how global and social change is driving business transformation. And I'm really pleased to welcome our first guest speaker, Sven Theophil, Sales Director of Codeless Platforms. Hi, Sven, and welcome to the show. Hi, Tash. Thank you very much for inviting us on today. Look forward to it. Cool. No problem. How are you doing? Are you all good? Yeah, not too bad at all. Getting used to the social change of home working for the last five months. But yeah, doing good. Thanks. Brilliant. Cool. So, um, I mean, Sven, you've been working in the automation space now for 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 quite a number of years. Have you seen anything really interesting in the last year that's sort of blown you away at all? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, we, we talked to lots of different companies and, and you're right, I've been working in this sector for, for about 10 years now uh, around customer experience, automation, and just helping people improve what, what they do in their companies. And there's a lot of businesses that have very similar problems. But I think that the one thing that's stood out for me over the last couple of years wasn't a, a process as such or a business as such. It's just how automation has really come on. We had a, a customer that was selling video games and I did a site visit with them and I saw for the first time in my life a, a fully automated warehouse. It was just amazing to see how the, the system was processing orders from online, pushing it through into the, into the fulfillment system and it went straight to the warehouse. That was our system doing that at the time. And you could see how the games were being picked by a robot, being put on the... On the um, on the, on the band, and then they were going through. It was being put in the, into the envelope automatically. It was being stamped. It was being sent out. And, I, and I'd never seen anything like that where there was a, a company that was selling a significant amount of games with really no staff in the warehouse. And it was also the first time that, you know, every soft, whenever you do any sort of automation, there's always some exceptions that you can't process. And it was really the first time that I saw the exceptions physically there because any games that weren't being able to be processed for whatever reason actually ended up in this blue bin um luckily when i walked past there wasn't very many in the blue bin but it was yeah, it was quite interesting to see how we've gone from lots of people doing lots of manual jobs to actually the robots taking over um yeah, <laughs> definitely haven't forgotten that one well it does sound really really cool um i think when you do see that kind of operation for the first time it is it's it's always, like you say, a bit scary to see because um, we are used to seeing people keying things in um, on a station and, and people doing the physical pick and pack um, sort mm. of operation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Did you manage to, to steal any games that fell in the exception bin at all? I was really hoping, because I, I like to play FIFA, and I was really hoping that I might get a game when I was there, but unfortunately it didn't happen. So that, that was a shame. <laughs> I had to go and buy it. Oh, that's a shame. You have to go back. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, that kind of leads me on quite quite nicely to to my next question. I mean, twenty twenty. I mean, what can I say? It's it's been an interesting year, to yeah. put it mildly. Yeah. Um, but you know, with everything that's that's been going on globally, um, you know, every country in the world's been affected by things like COVID. Um, I mean, what changes have um, 
oh sorry not changes but I mean how, how have you seen businesses that you work with have how have they been affected by what's been going on yeah I mean it's yeah who, who would have known you know when and we were told 2020 was going to be a great year post-Brexit and God, that's backfired. Um, so, you know, the political situation, like you say, and the pandemic and Brexit still around the corner. And, and actually, it's just, been, it's just been a crazy year. So we, we, we work with lots of, lots of partners and lots of businesses that have all of a sudden have had to really rethink how they go to market almost. Um, so, you know, I'm just glad that this happened. All of this has happened while technology is so good and really can help us. And, and if you think, you know, even just as people, we were doing Zoom calls with our friends, talk, doing quizzes online. We were um, we were definitely buying anything online. I bought a cream tea online in, in lockdown. So <laughs> there's things that we never thought about were possible. All of a sudden, everyone was embracing this video calling technology. And I think even last year, if someone turned their video on when we were on a business call, people used to think, no, 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 I'm not turning my video on. Whereas now everyone is just embracing it and we were building relationships we're doing business without ever meeting i thought that was quite interesting that we we started working with new customers this year and whereas in the past we always met face to face with new customers um we're not at the moment um so i think people are really embracing digital at the moment and and everyone's looking to maybe uh, fast track their digital strategies and whether that's how we work Remote working has just become accepted now, and I think um, businesses are trying to shift in that way, whether that's the way we collaborate, whether that's the way that we go to work, the flexibility it gives us, the impact it's got on the environment because we're not commuting. So all of a sudden, there's, there's all these things that are happening now where, where digital is at the forefront of everyone's mind. And as far as us consuming things, you know, there's, there's been obviously the fear of the pandemic, which I think hopefully that will go away one day. Um, and the fact that we don't wear masks and, and the fact that we can't go to shops and, and actually shops are having to um, have to go online. Um, so they have, they have to innovate. And I read, I read a, a book recently about the, the CEO of Disney. He talked, one of his quotes was um, innovate or die, which seems pretty harsh to be fair. But <laughs> actually a lot of businesses are having to think along those lines at the moment to say, actually, we can't do business like we used to. So how can we do it differently? And how can we excel in the way that we sell and serve our customers? And um, a strong online presence is really important. Strong customer services is really important. Marketing, the way you're perceived in the media, the way your reputation is managed. So that, that seems to have been at the forefront of a lot of the customers' minds that, 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 um, that we've been working with. And then I think there's the other side, which is internally, where... Um, we, you know, we have lots of people that had maybe, you know, maybe lost some staff in the furlough just for a little while, or they have temporarily lost some staff because there was maybe a COVID outbreak, and they had to, you know, had to they had to figure out ways of working smarter. Basically, they had to mm-hmm. figure out ways of thinking. Okay, well, if I got to work with less people, can I still run my business? And then we've seen that, and I don't know about you, Tash. Maybe you've seen the same. We've seen lots of companies that had relatively small businesses because of the types of things that they sold. And all of a sudden, this demand has just gone through the roof, whether that's hand sanitizer, um, amazingly portaloos. You know, who would have thought that? But people were buying yeah. them in their garden, like when you were socially distancing. And it was just some real crazy demands have come out for certain products 
where people had like micro businesses before, they're all of a sudden taking like a hundred to two hundred to a thousand orders a day, and realizing actually we can't cope with this because we haven't got the processes or the systems in place. So, so at the moment, I see a lot of customers that are looking at, um, you know, with what's ahead of us because we're not even through this really. Is do we invest in the future and come out of this stronger, or do we try and stay where we are and hope we survive? So. There's a real split between companies at the moment. So, you know, maybe that's something that you're seeing as well, but certainly we, we deal with businesses like that every day now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Smartphone's definitely um, seen um, products, like you say, that you just wouldn't imagine to suddenly have this demand. Um, we actually have a client who makes toilet paper. Oh, really? <laughs> who, uh, yeah, who, um, you know, was a sort of mid-tier mid-tier shipper all of a sudden shipping like volumes you wouldn't believe of toilet yeah, right. paper so it's been really crazy times um, and businesses have had to really really quickly adapt um to that that new demand that maybe wasn't there before yeah, and it's you know and having the right systems in place um you know can, can really help businesses to to do that which i guess kind of leads me on tim to, to my next question um so you've been speaking to a lot of businesses that have maybe now got an increased demand um, for, for volume, for items that we haven't seen in the past, or, or just businesses that volumes have gone up because of the, the switch from on from high street to, to online. What kind of changes are you are you seeing people making? Um, you know, when it comes to their to their infrastructure and systems and how are people responding? Hmm. Yeah, I mean there's there's a number of things that people are doing, obviously, but um, the key one I think is that we talked about it just in my last comment really is that if you haven't got an online presence already, get one. That that seems to be what people are doing. Um, you know, getting online, spinning up a web shop, spinning up multiple web shops, um, and just yeah, make, making sure you're there. You know, that you can be bought from, <clears throat> and um, and I think the next next thing really is just making sure that that experience is good. So if people go and buy from you then you've got to make sure that that experience is almost as good as what you have on Amazon, right? We, we've all set the, or well, we haven't said it, Jeff Bezos and his team have set the benchmark very, very high on how how we buy on Amazon and how many times have we all gone on a website and the website maybe wasn't up to scratch and it was just, just awkward to buy from it. And we've just gone, oh, I should have a look on Amazon. I'll go buy on Amazon, even if it's £3 more expensive, I don't care, right? Because I know how good that experience is. Mm-hmm. so so yeah there's a lot of clients that, that need to work on you know actually how do people navigate through the website how do they put in their details how informed are they about the order how are they are they told of products that might enhance what they're buying from me cross sell upsell all that kind of stuff is, is really important now i think the other thing that i see which is maybe a bit more um more internal is that companies are having to look to make sure they've, they've got really strong visibility of what's happening in their business. So we we talked to a lot of companies where there's multiple systems at play, whether there's a marketing system, a CRM, a, a finance system, a shipping system. And actually, a lot of them don't talk to each other. So really, across the business, you might not see whether you've just sold a huge contract to a customer that hasn't paid you in a year or whether you, you know, it's those kinds of things that you could put yourself in trouble. You, you might have just signed up a new partner who, Actually, the credit rating is so poor, and you've just given them sixty-day terms, 
um, you might have taken an order for something that's just gone out of stock and you actually can't get any more shipments for the next four weeks. So it's protecting your supply chain, it's protecting your customers, it's protecting yourself. And, and actually, don't react to things when it's already gone wrong. You know, actually be told about something. You're about to run out of stock. You're within 20% of restocking. Right, okay, well, let's do something about that. That customer is within 10% of his credit limit. Right, let's go speak to them. Because that actually really improves the visibility of your what you've got about your customers. It improves the um, the conversations you can have with your clients. It's always better to say, it's about to go wrong. Can we do something about it? Rather than, it's gone wrong. Let's let's have a much different conversation. We also see a lot of people having to really battle for cash flow. Um, so the the changes that are being made there is actually to try and really be on top of who owes me money, who's paid today, who hasn't paid today, and, and so forth. So that that's more internal things. But I think that the key thing I'm seeing from the partners we work with and the customers actually is that I think there's been a, a um, an ethos to always chase the new customer. And I don't know, maybe we, we definitely were guilty of that at some point. And I don't know whether you guys were as well, Tash. Um, and I think what, what's, what it's taught us now actually is got we must look after the clients that we've got. You know, we really have to spend a lot more time on the people, the customers that are already using our system, serving them in the best way possible, um, rather than chasing the, the new business. Um, and I see that with a lot of partners as well that are talking to their customers. You know, the, the, the existing customers are happy to improve their systems. Um, so we should spend some time working with them rather than... Um, you know, potentially putting all our eggs into into the new clients, and so many businesses do that. If you think even Virgin or O2, without you know, actually, the, I don't know if I can name them, but it's just people I use. Um, <laughs> you know, how many times do you get an amazing deal if you're a new customer for your Sky and broadband or for your TV and broadband? Um, but if you're an existing customer, you don't get anywhere near as good a deal as, as the as the new clients. You know, it's things like that that, that people should and are looking to change. Yeah, I mean, definitely based on um, sort of the work I've been doing over the last um, sort of year or so, really, I, I, I totally agree with it. We agree with all the points you just made there. I think, um, you know, if you're selling on online and you're supplying to the consumer market, customer experience is absolutely key mm. um, to having a sustainable business. Um, you know, things like getting tracking communications through from um, for your shipment, it is really expected now as like a standard mm. thing. Um, so if you, you're not geared up to offer that kind of level of communication to your customer, it is a bit of a deterrent from businesses, sorry, from customers like ordering from you again. So massively agree with you on that. And I think, yeah, having that that visibility of what's actually going on in your organization, you know, like from monitoring stock levels, you know, that's, that's so important if you suddenly get an influx of, of orders for something on the website, but you don't have the stock to fulfill it. Again, your customer's not going to get their order in the time frame they would like to, which is ultimately giving them that, not you know a bad customer experience. So yeah, exactly, yeah. it all kind of interlinks together to, you know, to help you have a happy customer base that's going to order from you time and time again um, and help your business, you know, grow and succeed in these kind of, weird and wonderful times that we're living in at the moment yeah, so yeah definitely absolutely, yeah. that's right okay um i mean so i guess my final um sort of question for today's episode fans probably going to be um you know what advice uh 
would you give to businesses um, to sort of help them sort of move forward in, in these times and uh, to, to, to grow and excel? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's, there's two questions that I pretty much ask any customer now, um, which is, I mean, it's predominantly around automation because that's what I do. But I, I really, the, the first question is, um, you as a business, can you do the same level of business and provide the same level of customer service with less staff? You know, if, if there was a COVID outbreak and you lost all your staff because you had to self-isolate or you lost some staff for whatever reason, can you still service your customers in the same way? And the second one is your business grows by 100% in the next three months. You know, can I still work in the same way that I do now? I think if the question or the answers are to either of those is no, then you really need to start looking at the way you work. You know, we all have broken processes in our business and we're not immune to that, by the way. We we have some processes that are definitely not fixed yet, um, even in an automation company. Um, yeah, that's called the, a builder's house, isn't it? The not? builder's house, absolutely. <laughs> we are the builder's house. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's. I think I think you should look at the way you work, work smarter, make the most of your people, you know, the, the People are important. You can get computers to do a lot of menial and mundane and repetitive things. And you can really use your people to innovate, to empathize, to talk to your customers and, and do the things that we as people are really good at. You know? So embrace embrace what we have at our disposal. All that technology is it's there to help us, right? So um, I guess that's the, that's the advice I've got to businesses. Use, use the tech to, to help you grow. Brilliant. Um, and finally, I mean, for our listeners that haven't come across Codeless platforms um, before, um, of course, you've talked a little bit about automation and um, sort of syncing and linking systems via integration. Um, can you just give us um, a little bit of insight into to what um, sort of Codeless platforms and BPA can, can do for customers if, if they're looking to achieve some of the things we discussed today? Yeah, sure. It's, I mean, we're an automation company. We have a, we have a product called BPA. We we work with lots of partners in the UK, and what we predominantly do is is help people synchronize different systems together. Whether, like I say, that's your your finance system, your CRM, your web shop, your courier system, um, or any other system for that matter. It's linking those systems up, and and if there's anything that's that needs automating, so whether that's email communications that are internal, email communications that are to your customers, SMS communications, or just a mix of everything, really. You know, if you just wanted to automate the way you take your orders through the business from web shop all the way down to fulfillment, there's numerous points of automation there that we can help you with. So if anyone wants to have a conversation, then, then obviously get, get in touch with us. Awesome. And just for the listeners, the Codeless website is www.codelessplatforms.com. And uh, Codeless Platforms and Smart Freight have been working in partnership for um, just over about 12 months now. And Codeless are able to, or sort of on hand, to help us integrate um, Smart Freight into your ERP system. So, well, thank you so much, Sven. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. It's been really interesting getting an insight um, into to your experience um, um, of what's happening in the in the industry and um, the challenges that exist and, and how we can overcome them. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you very much. Thank you.